0: Welcome back to Loving Grit. I'm Laia. And I'm Justin. And we have a like amazing show coming up for
1: you guys. Two of the best voices out of Philly. And very different but both have very chill vibes. It's yeah. not like intense at all. And for all the work that they're getting and, and how big they're both becoming, it's amazing. And what they are doing for the community. Oh that, God. That's the other thing is like, it's not just about them. It's not yeah. just about their career. We keep seeing this over and over again with these guests. It's building more than just one person. It's building a community.
0: Yeah, so coming up, we will speak with Freeway, who you know is celebrating his 20th anniversary of hip hop and doing so many great things with Kidney Health. And we're going to speak to the amazing voice talent of Julian King. And these guys are just going to get bigger. Yeah, so we got to catch them while we can. He is literally the most recognizable voice rep and film. It's been 20 years since Freeway stepped on the scene via State Property and Rockefeller Records to prove that he got what it takes to rock the mic right here. And since those beginnings, he's continued to express what's on his mind in the rawest form. However, as life evolved, so has to create his music and his message. Since he was diagnosed with kidney failure in 2016, Free has not only been on a mission to better his life and new kidney, he also became the most perfectly imperfect spokesperson and advocate for kidney health. He is an ambassador for the National Kidney Foundation and has founded the Freedom Singers Academy, which promotes health, culture, music, and education. And we are here to celebrate his 20 years of giving towards the 50 years of hip hop and also celebrate his program recently graduating seven students in the area of phlebotomy. Yes, this is why he's your favorite MC.
2: Hey, Freeway. Hey, what's up with y'all? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for
0: the kind words, yes. First of all, I know that you've been going through your own struggles, but I did not know about the Freedom Thinker.
2: It's music, health, education, and culture. When I was diagnosed with kidney failure back in 2015, Instead of you know hiding what I was going through from the world, I decided to stand in front of it because it was something that not only affected me, but affected so many people, so many Americans. I had a cousin that passed away. My cousin Sean did because she had kidney issues and she wasn't taking care of herself. My uncle had a kidney transplant and was back on dialysis. and He recently passed away last year. I had all these examples in my family and you know I was unaware that it could happen to me. When it happened to me, I felt like the most important thing for people was awareness. And that's what I've been on since then. So we founded our own foundation, Freedom Thinkers, Inc. Like you said, you partnered with the National Kidney Foundation. I work with Gift of Life. And we just spread awareness about kidney health and health in general and prevention. I had three other leading risk factors for kidney failure. One, hypertension, two, being diabetes, and three, just being African-American was a risk factor, you know. So it's important that people know these things. And not only that, I told you Freedom of Thinkers Academy is music, health, education, and culture. So on the education side, we got some STEM workforce development programs. Oh, that's that we great. Got we partner with OIC in Philadelphia. Phlebotomy is basically when you draw blood, you could do it at a home setting or you could do it in a hospital. You're the person that draws the blood when people need to get their labs done. That's an important job. It's a high demand job. That's why we decided to offer when our people pass our phlebotomy course and they get a certification. We have partners that assist them in getting jobs in that area. We got a phlebotomy course going on right now, and we're getting ready to launch an engineering 101 course, like a music engineering 101 course. I feel like a lot of the reasons why these kids is out here hitting people upside the head and robbing people and stuff because they don't have many opportunities. So we're Mm -hmm. just trying to provide them with another opportunity where instead of being on the streets, they can take this course, they can get the certification, and they can go straight into the workforce.
1: And make good money. Yes, sir. Did you ever imagine 20 years ago as you were kicking off your amazing career that you'd be talking about this, that you'd be a spokesperson? Talk about when you got started, what was your mindset and what were your goals?
2: I mean, I just wanted to be the best rapper in the world and make a lot of money. You know, I, I had a passion for music, so that's what I wanted to do. I always wanted to elevate and go to the next level, but I didn't expect to be doing what I'm doing now and what I'm doing now feels good it's a blessing it feels good to help people I love what I do.
0: I'm so curious out of two communities of reaction to you I want to know how the kids how they're reacting to this once they know that it's you and it must encourage folks even more what does that feel like?
2: No they love it I'm pretty sure you can remember when you was in school and when I was in school and somebody came to the school that actually is doing something and making something happen somebody that's recognizable And they're encouraging you and telling you could do it. That's everything to them. And, you know, I stay in touch with them. I I talk to the kids on Instagram and social media. I encourage them. I share some of their journey on my platform, you know. So those things definitely help them, make them feel good.
0: And what about your peers in that way? Because I know, you know, it's funny with MCs. I feel like now in the last maybe five, 10 years, Folks have been really being public about their health from Rick Rock to even like Styles P and what Jada Kiss and them are doing. Mm, how yeah, how, how do you... They're yeah. they doing some great yeah. things in the community, Juices for Life and everything. They're doing some great things. Yeah, talk about that. I was curious how your peers feel about where you are because when it mm. comes to hip-hop, we are now kind of opening ourselves up to being vulnerable in this moment mm. of saying like, this is not cool. I'm trying to fix this. And you probably need this too. Like, so how would they react in the hip-hop community?
2: Listen, when I was on dialysis... When I was at my lowest point, I would have treated everything, every dollar, every accomplishment just to be healthy, man. You know, so health is important and people know that we're drilling it into people's heads. I get support from my peers because, you know, everybody has somebody in their family that went through what I went through, high blood pressure, diabetes. You know, it's something that's so relatable to every human. So they support me 100 percent. And we're trying to figure out how we could come together and, and do some better things for the community.
1: Where do you want to take this? Freedom
2: Thinkers Academy. I wanted to be here hundred years from now when I'm not here. I want my brand to continue to elevate and help people, hopefully, till the last day.
0: Tell us how your life changes on a daily. Now I'm curious from when you wake up, health wise, what do you do that's different? I mean, like you said, you received your gift of life, and so now yeah. you have to maintain it. How does that? Yeah, how does I have for to you? maintain
2: it. I have to eat healthy. You know, I have to work out. Make sure I eat the right portions. Make sure I'm putting the right things into my body. Stay hydrated. Stay active. All these things to help you on a daily basis. You see, I got my Apple Watch on right now, counting the steps and the calories and everything.
0: What's your workout of choice right now, Free? Because I know you you in the cardio and stuff. But like, what you? What yeah, you doing? cardio
2: is very important to me right now, especially with what I do, like being a performer and being on stage. So, cardio is everything for me. And not only me, a lot of a lot of rappers in the rap community yeah. will have you on their cardio. You might be on a meeting with four other rappers and three of them on the Peloton, like you know. So <laughs> that's really interesting yeah,
0: yeah they don't yeah. talk about that that's dope I, secret, I love secret your...
2: society all we ask is trust <laughs>
0: but listen free but it shouldn't be a secret though right because like you said i'm just like, talking yeah, about that not... part like you, see, oh, we're that spread, part.
2: you know you're spreading awareness people are sharing their health journey like look at jim jones and fabulous and Mayno. like they're going to the gym and they're making it consistent yeah. and they're sharing their progress so mm-hmm. it's opening up
1: what music yeah. wise do you have coming next
2: I have a project called The Stimulus Package 2 that's coming this year. Um, I dropped The Stimulus Package 1 in 2010 with Jake 1, and we just finished The Stimulus Package 2. The first single is called Family Tree. Branched off, it was time to leave. Uh Now I'm overlooking all the summer green. The fall came and I felt debris. Still stand tall, I'm a better free. Gave birth to this industry. Uh Children of the Rockefeller Family Tree.
0: I performed a couple weeks ago at the BET Awards at the number six apart. What's the impact of hip-hop turning 50
2: for you? Oh, man, it's everything because they said it couldn't be done. They said it was just a fad. They said it was something that was going to blow over. And here we go, 50 years later, it was billionaires in hip-hop, millionaires, hundreds of thousands of people feeding their family, and not only their family, but their entourages' families, and it's creating mm-hmm. jobs for the community, and, like, you know, it's changing lives. Since I got on, everything has been full steam ahead like i didn't never had to turn back to the activities that i was doing before i was blessed to have a rap career so you know it's a blessing you're doing a lot of good work thank you thank you brother i appreciate it we, we blessed to have you in
0: philadelphia
2: we plan to continue to, to do the work oh you know i got my own day too june 1st is philadelphia freeway day sherelle parker came and spoke uh oh, oh. A lot of came out and spoke on my behalf it was a blessing That's when we launched our partnership with OIC and our partnership with our partners in Delaware.
1: It'll just grow that education program. OIC is really incredible what they're doing. They provide the facility and
2: students that's 18 to 24 can qualify to actually get paid while they take the course, too.
0: This is why Freeway has a day, because he does these kinds of things. As we continue with Freeway Day, how would you like people to celebrate it going forward?
2: Let's try to grow this education thing as much as possible. And just keep pushing forward with positive energy. What does Philly mean to you? Philly means everything to me. I love, I named my first album Philadelphia Freeway. So that should tell you, I put Philly on my back from the beginning. Philadelphia is a grit city. If You can make it in Philly, you can make it anywhere. Philadelphia is all about grinding grit. And you know, when you add the love to the grind and the grit, we unstoppable. Hey, this is DJ Jazzy Jeff. Check me out on the Love and Grit podcast
0: because I'm Philly. If you need to hear a story about a beautiful evolution and progression of an amazing talent, please allow me to introduce you to Julian King. All disclosure: I fell in love with him and his music over a decade ago while witnessing him on some of Philly's smaller stages. He comes from the same sacred ground as a lot of your favorite Philly talents, i.e., Boys to Men, Jazz and Sullivan, The Roots. Of course, we are talking about the creative and performing arts, high school, aka Kappa. However, in the last decade, Julian has leaped from those small stages to places like. John Legend's team won season 16 of The Voice. The Jimmy Lee tour, Raphael Sadiq, touring five star hotels in China for a year, singing background vocals for Selena Johnson. And now Julian is a part of the Emmy nominated team for the LGBTQIA plus film, All Boys Aren't Blue, for which Julian wrote and performed the track of the same title. And it looks like Julian has taken over all the Pride stages across the country this summer. And I think I just saw him somewhere singing on (sighs) a Tiny Desk concert. I'm not sure. I'm very proud of you. I I don't know how to say it in words. I just have been watching you literally. It's like a flower. And I just love how beautiful it's bloomed.
3: Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's (laughs) crazy because people see that flower blooming and they see strength and they see confidence. But sometimes I be nervous and I'm still learning so much about who I am and walking in this space and expressing myself can sometimes be uncomfortable. But if I don't do it, then I don't grow. So it's warm to hear that because even in my like stumbling, like sometimes I'm like, "Uh, I don't know what people are going to think about this outfit. I don't know what people are going to, but it's been liberating in the same sense too.
1: And it's contagious, so thank you. How many Prides did you do? There were so many, I didn't even count them.
3: Um, Yeah, I did about nine. And then I did a private Amazon event for Pride.
1: Oh, okay. Just throw that tent then. (laughs) What, What was it like? What was the energy like at the Prides? Did you see anything in common? What was it like for you to perform at them?
3: This was my very first year actually going to like multiple Prides. Like I've done the Philly Pride and I've done a few small ones, but the energy was just so loving everyone was just complimenting each other all the time it's the liquor it's the colors it's the sun it was just such a feeling of liberation even if I wasn't performing next year like I have to go to them because it was such like it was like healing my inner child being able to be in that space and just feel free and be surrounded by like-minded people too we all want to be here and we're here because we want to be here I'm still gagging at some of the places that I'm finding myself in, like in real time. And I'm just super grateful because these opportunities don't often happen for people like myself. So I'm just grateful that like, I have the gift that I have to open these doors and, I'm really interested to kind of see where the rest of my life takes me.
1: Do you want it to take you or do you, do you want to take it? Do you have ideas I'm, of what you... I have an idea. I think my music and my performance
3: is going to be the gateway for me to just do the other things in life that I want to do, nonprofit wise and through fashion. But I used to have a blueprint of like how my life was supposed to be and by what age I wanted to achieve this. And lately, I've just been kind of going with the wind. This year, specifically, I've opened up my like, Okay, Julian, it doesn't have to happen this one way. And I was finding myself in rooms like I made it to the final callback of The Wiz.
1: What? That's
3: insane. It's not for ensemble, for 10 man.
0: What? You don't even understand.
3: And this was happening the week before I had to fly out for the Billboard Samsung thing. And I'm like, this is my life. I didn't get it. It's okay. okay. Just, Listen,
1: okay. there's more
3: coming. The fact that I made it, I made it to the final callback for Ain't Too Proud.
0: Were like, you even considering Broadway? Were you even I never Broadway really
3: was. Is? And I'm these are so my crazy. first auditions in a very long time. And they were this year. And I made it that far. Life is kind of just showing me that like your gift is so much more than just the box that you've
1: been putting yourself in. Or and people put you in. Yeah.
0: I knew this conversation was going to make me a little bit emotional because when you came into the understanding of being who you truly are and like being feel free to, to be that person, in those moments, sometimes people around you can see who you are, but they're just waiting for you because it has to happen in your time. Exactly. And so for your art to coincide with like all of these things, it's overwhelming, Julie. it must be for you. It is
3: kind of, I kind of just sat around and I was like, when the gays are sad, we listen to the girls. When the gays are mad, we listen to the girls. When the gays are feeling it, we listen to the girls. But like, there's no one that is like an R&B singer that like the music, it's just, you you know what I mean? And I am so careful with my music because I will end up becoming a hero to some people. I'm not necessarily setting out to be this big gay hero. I, I don't really want that. I feel like my purpose in life is to be a bridge between communities, a bridge between what was and what can be. And so I don't think about creating any type of music, but just good music that I feel like can connect people. And it started with Can We Go Back? I'm still not over you. I should have told you it's too emotional to open up and talk to. Can We Go Back is a record that I listened to my gay little sister listens to, my older straight brother listens to, my gay friends, my straight friends, my Muslim friends, my any friends. And that's when I started to realize like, okay, I think I might be onto something. I think I might be onto something that's different and from a different perspective. Because when I think about all of the Black gay artists, which I'm so glad that we have the RuPaul's and the Saucy's and the Little Nas' and the Big Fritas And the, I'm glad we have those. But where's that song that, like, you know, we don't have a In Love With Another Man by Jazz and Sullivan?
0: I mean, poor Luther Vandross, right? In that way.
3: For me, somebody, somebody had to do it. And I just said, I guess it's going to be me It's time. It
0: takes somebody from Philly, too. Like when you when you just named like your relatives and stuff, I was like, wow, what a beautiful thing to bring all kinds of folks like that together.
3: And I, I'm i a naturally private person and I found that people just love for me to open up. And the more that I open up, the more people are like loving it. And I'm like, this is really conflicting with who I am.
1: <laughs> who you
0: thought you were. I this thought
3: is- I was. But it's also been liberating and healing. The boy that I wrote, Can We Go Back About? I thought he was the one. Ooh. can we go back? It's really just like, you know, when you're talking to someone or you're dating and everything is going great and you're like at the peak of it and then there's a shift and you start to notice the energies change. Daddy's talking. You start to notice the the change and then it starts to really change. And it's like, damn, like I wish we could just go back to like those moments. Yeah. Those moments yeah. where like it felt like our souls were just, in perfect alignment. So it's like that kind of song. I released Bring It Back. I released All Boys Aren't Blue. I released just a few records to kind of just get people a feel for like what people were liking from me. But now I'm currently working on a new project, which is, I can't believe that I'm about to say this, but it's being executive produced by DJ Camper. Oh, wow. It's just sounding phenomenal. I would love to eventually work with Brent Fias I would love, love, love to work with Jasmine Sullivan. Um, That's
0: inevitable.
3: I would love, I would love to. I would love to work with Rihanna. I'd love to do something with Ed Sheeran. And then ultimately, before I die on this earth, I would love to work with the queen, Beyonce. I wish I was like, not famous, but just like well-known enough for her to know me so that I could have like been a part of this renaissance
1: era.
0: It gets better. You should just know that every Beyonce album, we're all like, this is the one I- Every tour okay. is that
1: way too. Like, oh, it can't be better than this. It gets better. It
0: gets better and better and y'all will be together when it is meant, but I believe it will happen for you. I believe all of those manifestations will happen for you.
1: What was being on the voice like? So two
3: different like feelings. I was in China for a year and boo, you know how it is when you gone off the scene for a minute. Like I was kind of worried how I was going to kind of get back into the scene. And then the vo- the I was like two weeks and then they called me.
0: The voice called you. Yeah.
3: They hit me, hit me up on Instagram. Like, hey, can you come meet with the head? Do 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 Michelle in New York. And I was like, what? Called me like, yeah, skip all that stuff. Come straight to New York. Sing for Michelle. I did that. They flew me out to L.A. It was like the weirdest, fastest thing. So for me, I was happy to be back. I was like, damn, this is like the best welcome present ever. And then I made the show and I'm like, oh, this is great. But now after it's done, I'm like, OK, it was a great step to move.
0: I mean, you started yeah. your John Legend relationship there.
3: I did start my John Legend relationship there. OK, so that's why i because I felt like I knew him already. Man, man, Natalie.
0: Right, so did you do all that? You did was, all the time. Like- when we
3: got off the set, I was like, you know, I know your whole camp. We were cracking up about it. And one of my favorite memories from The Voice, no one has seen it, heard it, the night before I left. This is why I felt like I was such at peace when I left the show because I, my, I felt like the Lord told me. I was rehearsing my next song. We were in the whole theater. All the lights were dimmed. There was no one in there but me, him, the band, and like some assistants and stuff. I was practicing best part by her because I was going to sing that next. Mm. And me and him were singing it back and forth. It was like one of those moments that I will just never forget. Hearing his voice, hearing my voice exchange, it was one of the most beautiful moments. And at that point, I was like, wow, I felt like I got what I needed. And then I went back to my hotel the next day, I love it. It was a roller coaster of emotions because sometimes like you just get so focused on like, uh, that you lose sight of. This is just a moment, it's a beautiful moment. Take it in for what it is, learn from it so that you can be better for the next opportunity.
0: Did you ever get the chance to circle back and do backgrounds with John?
3: So I sang with him on the show in one of his performances. We talked a little bit afterwards. He loved Seasons, and then we haven't really talked since. At the time, his wife had a miscarriage, and it was, like, we checked in a few times, but then I was just like, oh, let me just...
0: Is that a weird balance for an artist, the background game versus still trying to do your own thing, but like you got this banging background game? I swear, I was like, Julian, did I see you on Tiny Desk
3: Yes. Yes, you did. I was singing back on Simba. You know, it's crazy. I've actually always felt that these opportunities that came for me to sing Background, Monica, Good Morning America, Tiny Desk with Simba, Selena Johnson's tour, like, it was just random. A lot of my friends sing background forever, do Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why can't I get a gig? gig?
0: I'm glad you looked at it that way instead of looking at it like it was a step in another place because it's amazing. A is a legendary, there's some legendary background singers. Yes. That, and I, yeah.
3: I can imagine the experience that these singers are getting just watching these artists. And like, I've always wanted that for myself. Maybe it wasn't God's plan for my life. I just accepted that and kind of like, you know, I no, take
0: you get one off. That's even better because you're not as committed, man. Some of these people are committed for life. Right. What's next? The LGBTQI film. Too? Yes.
3: So I remember waking up. It was a Wednesday morning. I got a FaceTime call from the director of the film. We're Emmy nominated. I it. Wait, like we? And it felt so surreal. All Boys Aren't Blue was the first song I wrote during the pandemic. And it came from a place of, it was the beginning of my release. It was the beginning of like, okay, now I need to add it into the music. Never thought that it would see the light of day. Cause I'm like, no one's going to want to hear me singing. Some boys like boys and nothing else in the world feels true. Cause all boys aren't blue. Some boys they cry. I wrote the song, sent it to the author. They loved it. Next thing I know, it was on the film. And then here we are. Mm, it's mm, the mm. that keeps giving. And unfortunately, because of the writer's strike, the Emmys have been postponed because they were supposed mm-hmm. to be June 16.
1: And the actors mm-hmm.
3: too now. Yep. But um,
1: that's all right.
0: It still says Emmy okay. nominated.
1: <laughs> Listen, Emmy nominated, you'll always be Emmy nominated. Ever. Forever. And you'll probably win Emmys and Grammys too, no doubt. You can't get anywhere until you're nominated. Absolutely.
0: And for something that you wrote as well, not just fame, like that is...
3: Wrote it, recorded it in my bedroom, and here we are. It's wild. (laughs) You know why I think this Renaissance era means so much to me too? Because like, Mm. as a Black queer man, listening to this music and watching and feeling all of this, like no one
0: understands
3: what it feels like to like go years of your life feeling like you're trapped in a glass box and to finally have one of the biggest, brightest, most beautiful people in the world literally say, I see you. I feel like I'm really liberated, living like I ain't got time. Yada, 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 <laughs> I think the universe is about to be more than kind to me and all i feel like i'm doing is just saying yes
1: and be me if you're looking for something to do there's a cool spot open kind of in the middle of the city it's the oval eakin's oval in front of the art museum and it's activated these last months of the summer and it's really like a fun place to be because you feel like you're in the center of the city. There's lots to do.
0: they have a dance parties. I'm going to go to this Brazilian night dance party. Have they have great night.
1: vendors too. I've gone there and gotten like five gifts out of the way. Really? Okay. Yeah, local so local vendors. Yeah, like Buddha Babe was there. All right. Well, you yeah, go to have some free fun too. Shoot, get in on one. Enjoy the summer while you still can.